Today's episode is sponsored by Youmore. Youmore helps us better understand and uplift our mental health with instant screening, data tracking, insights, and targeted exercises. I've had the pleasure of having both co-founders on the podcast, and I really admire what they do and love their vision behind the company. Youmore is the AI-powered mental well-being tracker that helps you build positive habits, change behaviors, and share your progress with friends, family, and physicians. Youmore's vision is to make mental health as seamless and as accessible as possible. Its purpose is to act as a support and prevention tool and to provide you with the data and insights to help you develop an awareness of your current mental state and stress levels. The way it works is very simple. You download the app for free on your smartphone. You fill in a quick questionnaire that will assess how you're currently feeling, which will act as a starting point, and it will check in with you daily to track your well-being over time and so that you are able to see your progression day by day. Youmore also gives you access to many evidence-based exercises which are designed to help you live your happiest and healthiest life. The goal of Youmore is to be your friend, is there to help and support you in your mental health journey. And to find out more, you can check out their website at youmore.app. Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. Today's guest is Norai Jerahian, aka Noz. Nas comes from a financial background and spent over six years working as an investment banker in the UK. He moved to Dubai back in 2019 and is currently the head of strategy at Hantech Markets, which is a multinational financial brokerage. During this episode, we discuss the various forms of communication. We talk about the challenges and the misunderstandings that can arise, what it means to be a good communicator, and the concept of what does it mean to have an open mind. And the last message he wanted to share is... Your time is precious, make sure you're doing what makes you happy, and most importantly, be selectively open-minded. Please welcome to the show, my good friend, Mr. Norai Jerahian. Very good. Is it good? (laughs) Very good. (laughs) How you doing, my man? Welcome to the show. Good, bro. Happy to be here, actually. Happy to have you, bro. You very impressed on the sidelines watching you. So being here is a big step. Yes, we we are honored to have you. All the my audience is very happy to have Nas on the show. Um, So usually on the podcast, uh, the people I bring on, I'm interviewing you or speaking to you about something particular that like you do, whether you're in finance, marketing, musician, whatever the fuck you do. But Today, I wanted to take a bit of a different approach to have some conversations that you maybe couldn't have with just a random person or not someone you're inviting on the podcast. You're inviting them for a reason. But I think with us, we because we're homies, we can have a different kind of conversation about some topics that have come to mind recently for myself because I'm like, okay, there's a lot that maybe I'm not, I didn't think about, I wasn't aware of. But anyway, we're going to get into all of it. Today's all about communication, guys. Before we get into everything, Mr. Noz, why don't you give... Oh, Noz, by the way, that's what we call him. Yeah. Uh, before we get into everything, man, why don't you give all of us a little bit of background about yourself and we'll take it from there. Yeah, sure. Um, so, born and raised in London um, to um, Armenian parents. Grew up there most of my life until about three years ago when I moved to Dubai. Have an investment banking background. Did that for six years. Decided that wasn't for me. Tried to launch an online diamonds business. By the way, yeah, I saw that today on LinkedIn. I was like, when, yeah. when was the fuck is he in diamonds? <laughs> and that business decided it wasn't for me rather than the other way around. Okay. <laughs> and then um, it all sort of developed fairly quickly that I had an opportunity to come to Dubai um, and join a company called Hantech Markets. Yeah. Um, and I'm head of strategy. 
um, Hantech Markets, a financial online trading company. So you're the guy, you told me, he's the guy, guys. You want like 500x leverage? Go to NASA. <laughs> we have it all. 500 to 1. <laughs> if you're willing to take those high stakes, come to Hantech Markets. <laughs> They'll take good care of you. That's, um, that's the daily shilling right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so thanks for sharing that, by the way. I'd like everyone to explain who they are, where they came from. You're in Dubai now, investments, whatever. So recently, a lot of things have happened. that I've been starting to think about communication, like the concept of it. And I was think, starting to think, am I a good communicator? Am I a bad? What makes a good one? What makes a bad one? How do you do it? And so on. So, And I had a couple of conversations with friends, so a lot of ideas have popped up. So let's start first. If I told you, Naz, I'm like, how would you describe what a good communicator is or how would you describe being a good communicator? What would you say? It's a very good question. And actually, most recently, I've, I've sort of had a big revelation when it comes to communication. So it's, mm. sort of, it's interesting that you sort of... Timing's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think before, I would have probably gone down the route of, you know, all the sort of traditional stuff that everyone say you know uh eye contact speaking sort of clearly um making sure that you think before you speak um a lot of people say hand gestures and stuff like that and body language is another form of good communication but recently and really through nfts um which is sort of a big hobby of mine these days i've realized that what you purchase is a big form of communication and some people that maybe aren't so vocal, um, they, they communicate in that way. And I really learned that in the virtual world, for example, what you own digitally mm. is a form of communication. This watch I wear is a form of communication in the physical world. So I think communication for me is sort of a very, very sort of deep topic. Yeah. Because it's not just me talking to you. Mm. It's my actions. It's what I buy. Um, it's what I choose to say about myself as well, not just the sort of content. So yeah, that's that, that, that's that, sort of how that, I think about it these days. That's really that's I've never thought about it in that way actually. But I, I recently watched obviously Gary Vee's podcast and he talked about th these kind of things. And I never thought of like like my watch, for example. Like yeah. I'm communicating something yeah. to you, or my T-shirt, or my whatever. I've always thought communication. Typically, I guess most people think like, oh, you're a good communicator. That means you speak well, you yeah. listen well. But exactly. I've never thought of all the other ways that we're communicating this to people. And what, so it's interesting. Why do we, why do you think like we don't pay attention to the whole other side that's there? I think most of the time you don't realize you're communicating. I think that's true. That's yeah, 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 so for sure. When I like to use this example as well. When someone buys a Porsche, mm. they don't maybe automatically think, consciously anyway that i'm communicating mm. to the people around me when i'm driving this porsche yeah but but you are i mean obviously you're buying it for loads of other different reasons as well um but first and foremost really even before you talk someone sees you in that car you're telling them something yeah um so i think a lot of the time it's just you don't consciously know that you're doing it and until you sort of realize that that purchases or what you're wearing and sort of sort of not just talking is a form of communication. It sort of changes the way you think about everything. Yeah. And what you want to say about yourself. For example, maybe the moment you realize that, do you know what? Me wearing this watch tells someone 
who sits in front of me something about myself before I even say it, mm. maybe you think twice about wearing that watch next time. That's, that's, that's a very, very, that's actually a very good point. And like you said, I don't think we're consciously doing it. So, okay, let's bring the two worlds together. Let's say there's on the concept of good communicate, <clears throat> good communication or a good communicator. So now there's the, I guess the, the talking side and then there's the, uh, I guess the nonverbal side or the, the, the hidden side, if you want to call it that we don't know we're showing. So if you want to merge the two, is there, do, does, can I change the unconscious stuff that I'm doing to help me be a good communicator like verbally? Or is there any synergy or any way for those two worlds to connect? Yeah, the more I think about it, the more, to me anyway, it, it makes sense that sometimes the environment that you're in um, can help you communicate, for example. I know loads of people that really struggle in a social setting. Yeah. However, you put them in a sort of work environment maybe or in school or in university when you're sort of in education. They're completely different people. Yeah. Um, so I think in the same way, maybe the environment, stuff that you're wearing, um, stuff that you're seeing around you as well, it just helps give you that confidence, I guess, and make you a better sort of communicator as well. Because already you're comfortable with that person knowing, do you know what, I'm not, I don't need to wear a suit because I don't need to pretend and that communicate. <clears throat> yeah. I need to wear a suit. I'm going to be in my sweats. I feel comfortable doing that. It's already communicating something to that person before I even say anything. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. And, and once you get sort of comfortable with that, I think it sort of changes the way you're able to sort of verbally communicate as well yeah I th that's that's a really really interesting point i think when you brought up the the concept of different environments you communicate differently and or you react differently and so on and it's funny that y I, I agree with what you said that you can play to that environment so let's say i'm going into a meeting with like some fitness people okay yeah uh, me going in wearing like a suit and a tie and whatever, it's probably not, even though like it's a meeting and I want to present myself in that way, I'm not catering to that audience. So already you mm. might have a perception of me that doesn't, he's like, oh, this guy probably doesn't align. Yeah, he's just another suit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, I've actually like never thought of that. So on the concept of different environments, because there's, I think there's three different types of environments. There's your personal life so like family and stuff there's relationships like uh, at work and you know um and like romantic relationships and then there's the general public the people mm. that you just meet mm. so w which of the three do you think i guess is the most challenging to change yeah i think that's another really good point that of environment aside the relationship matters as well um Again, I know loads of people who can communicate very effectively with colleagues. Yeah. Um, and then the moment they maybe, you know, need to speak to their girlfriend or the other way around, they're, 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 don't, they're not sort of transparent maybe. Mm. And again, that, to be honest, that for me is the biggest, biggest point when it comes to communication verbally anyway, that transparency. Okay. And that's the same sort of um, when you're communicating subconsciously as well because if you're wearing a suit because... You have to rather than you want to. Mm. Again, yeah, that's going to limit that communication. But yeah, I think 
I think the romantic side of things is probably the hardest. Yeah. Um, because you have to you have to compromise more, in my opinion. There compromise more, in the sense that at work, if you have a view, as long as you're not doing it sort of abrasively yeah, or of aggressively, course. yeah, yeah, you can sort of make that point. Mm. I think in a relationship, um, sometimes you might have a view about something. Um, and it might it might not be the, sort of necessarily the best thing to voice that opinion, and and that's fine. And I think, but that's important to, to to know that and recognize that. Yeah, that sometimes you don't you just keep quiet. Yeah. Whereas I and, and I think it's those sort of like subtle intricacies in a romantic relationship mm. that matter most. Um, yeah. I think with friends like me and you, for example, we can say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. We're okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll get over it. Even yeah. even if I say something that annoys you, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, in the work environment, you have to be a bit careful, and then especially when you're starting out in a romantic relationship, I think it matters. Yeah. Um, especially if um, the person in front of you in that relationship is sort of looking uh, for something serious. True. Um, yeah. It's quite funny. So, I mean, not quite funny, but I don't agree with it. But someone, sure. I don't know if yeah. you've heard of this show, Love is Blind. Yeah, yeah. literally, we, uh, I ha- so I watched the first, so the concept of the show is what interested me. I'm yeah. like, okay, I like this idea. And then it just became another shitty reality show, so I didn't yeah. watch it. Yeah. But like me and Lana, for example, finished yeah. it the other day and we're like, oh my God, he said this and like yeah. all that shit. But anyway, continue. Sorry about but sorry what, what, what What's one, some, one person did say... <laughs> <clears throat> on that show was marriage is the ultimate purchase yeah we which, literally just watched which, that yesterday which, yeah. which like obviously it's wrong when you're saying that because I, oh, the husband is buying the wife and those sort of yes. negative connotations but actually in terms of what you're investing mm. whether it's yourself be it your time whether it's your money like candidly speaking it's a big sort of money investment usually yeah of course uh, your emotions, your mental side of things, all these sort of layers of investment that you're putting into marriage, it matters. And that is sort of like, you're doing it for a reason. Yeah. Um, so I think because it's so difficult, so coming back to the communication point, mm. um, and there's so many sort of moving parts to a romantic relationship. Yeah. I think that's why it's, it is sort of the trickiest one. That's uh, I th- and that's a good point because I think in any and let's say we're comparing those two environments, we're looking at work, we're looking at unromantic relationships. Hmm. I bring family into it also for a certain reason because there's a way that, for example, I will speak to like my parents or like yeah. my brothers because they're my family. Hmm. Like they'll they will see probably a side of me that I will only show to them, but not not because I'm hiding it from other people, it's only because we have like a history, like a whole relationship history, yeah, yeah. like, oh man, get off my ass, or whatever the case might be. So that's one. Work, I think, like you said, there's, if you have a certain view, I think the word you use is perfect, is compromise. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very important word because we can negotiate, for example, at work, meaning you don't, don't agree on something, but we can come to some sort of understanding, but either way, at work, I'm kind of, I'm still like, I'm kind of like isolated. It's like myself, mm. not isolated, like from people and whatever, but your identity is me. 
Yeah. I'm Khaled, I'm Naz, this is what I believe, this is what I do, this is what I like, so I don't mm. like, whatever the case might be. Now, romantic relationship, I 100% agree. And this is something that I learned recently. So I've learned recently that you can say something and it can be taken in a completely different way. Now, this this part opens up so many different things because yeah. I have a bunch of questions on this because and I even spoke to another friend of mine about it because I was like, how do you address it? How do you change it? And it's not a problem. It's just something that's interesting. So let's say I tell you a story. I say something to you. I'm giving you advice, for example, okay? Yeah. Couple things. Number one, the way I deliver the message is very important. Two, the content of the message is important. And three, the mo and mo probably most importantly is the intent. Now, this is, this is the trickiest part because I could be telling you something from and my intent is good. You know, it's, it's a positive intent. Yeah. But you could take that in a completely different way. So I'm like, okay, let's look at that situation. How do you change that so the other person doesn't interpret it in, in that way? But my friend's like, you can't control how people interpret yeah, things. But I'm... I actually think you can a little bit because, okay. and this is something that I hate text, texting, for example. Okay. I hate communicating over text. Okay. <laughs> whether it's with my girlfriend or whether it's with sort of my friends or whatever. Yeah. I prefer if I'm going to sort of speak to someone either on the phone or in person mm -hmm. because I think the channel that you're communicating on, especially WhatsApp. Mm, yeah. It's the perfect place for something to be misinterpreted. True. Like you said, you can say something with sort of the best intent. Yeah. But someone else will read it and take something completely... This happened with one of my friends recently, actually. Something really stupid. But I said something. I said something on text. He, and he completely misinterpreted it. Mm. And because of that, sort of, let this sort of toxic chain chain reaction sort of text after text, me replying, him replying, me getting pissed off, him getting even more pissed off. And then the week after we spoke, I was like, bro, like, why are we getting so angry? Like, what were you I was like, because you said this. I was like, hold on a second. This is what I meant when I said that. It goes, oh, this yeah. is what I mean. So for me, WhatsApp, texting, yeah. whatever, mm. worst place to actually, if you want to have thoughtful communication with someone. Yeah. It's the worst place. So I, I do think you can control it. Um, me sitting here with you, for me anyway, yeah. and it depends on the person, I guess, as well. Of course. I, I can sort of communicate a lot better because when I say something, I'll be able to sort of gauge your reaction as well. Yes, true. Yeah, yeah. And, and if I see, hold on a second, why is he, why is he squinting his eyes? Or why, mm. is he, why is he getting upset about it? Clearly, I said, like, oh, hold on, maybe it's because of this. And you can sort of save it yeah. that way as well. So I think... How, how the best thing for me anyway is controlling the channel at least the channel okay what you say how you say it it's, it's, it's a character thing yeah not everyone can sort of be a sort of politician when yeah. you speak, for example <laughs> or be the best diplomat but at the same time um if you're just going to sort of send cold texts yeah that's how you text mm. and as long as the person on the other side knows that yeah then that also helps yeah of course i.e. if you're trying to control how things are sort of received on the other end. Yeah. Um, so again, it comes down to transparency. It comes down to sort of making sure that you're doing what you can 
whether sort of it's the person understanding who you are in the first place or you taking it to the right environment to have that conversation. Um, I think I think there are ways to control it. Yeah, I think you made a good point about the channel. Like, I love the example you used with WhatsApp. Like, yeah. oh, bro, fuck WhatsApp because you can say some. Like you said, you can say something. It can be totally misinterpreted, and then it just like so many things like start to it it accelerates so fast because it's a, a misunderstanding that now is being a misunderstanding has happened, and now it's as if something genuine has happened and we are now yeah. ar- like talking or arguing yeah, about yeah. this. So the WhatsApp channel I get, I understand. I learned recently that you can say something. Intent, My intent is good. Did I deliver the message in the best way? I think it was good. Mm-hmm. And the content is, a, is positive content, right? Mm-hmm. What I learned is even with all those things, I can't control how the other person is going to interpret this. Yeah. So I was speaking with a friend of mine, Yasmin, shout out Yasmin, that I'm like, okay, let's say that's a situation. What, how could we improve it? She's like, what if you vocalized your intent behind what you're about to say? I'm like, okay, maybe that could help. But I could still say like, Naz, I'm going to tell you something, yeah. okay? And this is coming from a good place. So I've said my intent. Then I can deliver the message, right? Even with all that, you could still take it in a certain way that I don't want you to. Or it might trigger you in a certain way. You know what I mean? So that is the the thing that I've been thinking about a lot is how do you, even if I'm doing the best to control all those factors, I can't control how you're going to interpret it. So what do I do? What should I do? My friend said it's, it's between you and the other person to vocalize your how you need to hear things. Yeah. So you, then I can understand next time. Okay, I, this is what I have to do. What do you think? I think it depends on the on the person that you're speaking to. Yeah. Um, I can see a situation where I don't know. Let's say I want to give a compliment to my girlfriend. Yeah. I'm like, Kaz, I'm gonna give you a compliment. And then you give the compliment. Yeah. It might come across sarcastic. (laughs) There you go. That's what Um, I'm saying. So like there's that. The the second part to it though is is, um, who are you talking to? Yeah. I have actually another very good friend of mine who I like to think I'm quite an adaptable person and depending on who I'm speaking to and depending on what environment I'm in. Sure. The way I talk changes, mm. what I say changes, everything. And he's very similar as well. Okay. And that works. I, I, I think recognizing that, you know, if you can be a bit of a chameleon um, because of who you're talking to, it matters. I sp- even, even you change language sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, true. When I'm in, in my family, between us, we speak three different languages. Yeah. And depending on which language you use sometimes, it matters in terms of the intent behind the communication. Mm. For example, typically, yeah. if I'm going to speak Armenian, it's maybe because someone, I don't want anyone to maybe <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying, but also maybe it's a more serious matter. So by the way, Saro, listen yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think all those things matter that depending on who you're speaking to um, and what is the intent, you can change the language. You can change how you're saying things. If you know that person, for example, 
doesn't react well to criticism, mm-hmm. maybe you're not so sort of upfront about it. Sure. And you have to say it, you know, in sort of indirect way yeah. to help them understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people, you can say it, sort of, so say it outright. Yeah. And they're happy to deal with that criticism. Yeah. So I think you can't communicate in the same way to everyone, if that makes sense. That's a very good um, point. Like I said, even stuff like changing language, yeah, it changes your intent. So I think that obviously the person on the other side will react however they react. Yeah, of course. Usually, um, I think it comes down to self-awareness and sort of being able to observe that person and their past. Yeah. Usually, I think people always have a very good idea how someone's going to react, in my opinion. You think so? Yes. I think, I think usually, it's like, I know how to annoy my best friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if yeah. I want to annoy them, I know what to say. Sure. Well, but I also know how to make them happy, though. Yeah. So if I want to make them happy, I know what to say. Yeah. Um, so I think 99% of the time, you know how people, those close to you anyway. Yeah, of course. You know, you, you know how they're going to react to when you're saying something. Um, so it's just using that sort of intuition that you have. Yeah. Um, to make sure that what you're saying let me think about it yeah this guy will react like this to it and then, and then you say it I and mean, if it doesn't then it doesn't yeah can't control everything no but they exactly but i think most people know i think everyone knows when they want to annoy someone yeah. <laughs> it's not by accident typically. <laughs> i think so many good points that you made that i didn't even think about um the language change is something i never thought about yeah. but you know i've been out with you and around you so and i've noticed I notice when you use it and sometimes I can like sometimes you can vibe like is he using it because it's like a personal like it's a between them thing or is there like you said a serious thing yeah. or whatever there's there's a reason the language has changed yeah you know exactly. what I mean there's it's a, not ac- it's not an accident exactly it's not an accident but I never until you said it just now I never like was aware of that it's just normal you know I've seen it I've been around it not just you with many of my friends mm-hmm. in their like different languages um Another thing that you said that I think is really important is you difference in different situations with different people, you have to communicate differently because everyone is different, which makes me think now, by the way, all these thoughts I'm getting are happening like right now. This yeah. is all real time shit. Yeah. Um, this is making me think about like my podcast. This is exact. literally everything we're talking about is exactly this. When we have a get, like I have guests sometimes that are, good communicators that we have chemistry that it's easy and there's some guests that you don't feel that vibe with they're just di- they're different people so yeah, you have like, to like adjust for example i can imagine you give i don't know a glass of wine to one of your guests that might help them yeah 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 it could. someone else doesn't need that so again it's making feel comfortable in that environment i imagine yeah um and the same with you as well yeah um I asked you before, I said, what's the dress code for this? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, whatever, chill. Fam. Yeah, and, chill. And, yeah. and, that, and that, that, you know, makes me feel more comfortable. Sure. Um, I can turn up sort of wearing what I want. That just helps. Yeah, yeah, of course. And again, that's another subtle thing that we I didn't even think about until you just said yeah. it. Um, but it makes sense. One thing, so you know the famous saying, because we're talking about communication. I've thought about this and I don't know why this happens, but it's so true. I don't, I'm going to paraphrase it because I'm not sure exactly what it yeah. is. Is that, you know, the, that saying the messenger always gets shot. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, like so you don't someone, shoot the messenger. Yeah, yeah don't shoot uh, that's what it is. Thank you. Yeah. Don't shoot the messenger. Because and the question I have is something has happened, okay? Yeah. I I have this information is something I know. I'm like, "Oh, Nas, this is the message. I didn't do the thing, but mm. I told you the thing and now you, like the anger or whatever's happening seems Directly. to exacted at you." And the question I have is why does that happen when you have no association to it? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you sort of dive deeper into that saying, it does make you think. Yeah. Um, I can imagine it just comes down to the fact that, you know, sometimes, especially when we're younger and immature um, and maybe our sort of egos get the better of us, for sure, for sure. You want to sort of take it out on the messenger. Because mm. there's a reason why it's it's not, oh, don't gift the messenger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or or gift, like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's always when it's something sort of negative or um, gets you quite animated that you mm. feel like, you know what? You're the, you're the only one here. I'm just going to sort of react. Yeah. And take it out on you, so, so to speak. So, yeah. Um, it, is, it is an interesting I, want, I, I do wonder now where it comes from yeah. which sort of uh, period in history because yeah. I think uh, like I've been thinking about it now as you're talking I'm like I think it's because it's almost like I'm your if I'm the messenger you are and you're the receiver <clears throat> the ownership of what like if you if I didn't tell you anything you don't know nothing. If you found out just like that, I'd be, you know, nothing. Well, it's the same thing. But you I know, it's ownership. It's quite funny. The don't shoot the messenger now can sort of be changed to, I don't know, you might receive a text that you really don't like and, I don't know, you throw your phone away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your phone didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, your phone literally just facilitated that message. But like, you're yeah. not taking your anger out on the mess- <laughs> yeah. on the person that's delivered the message you and you've del- on that sort of thing. And so I guess that, that has developed. It's true. You yeah. just react. It's not always um, the person necessarily that's causing um, that pain and you sort of take it on them. You do it on your sort of like physical items as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's phone or TV. I don't know. You're watching a football match and you, your team loses. Yeah, we lose. It just goes through the TV. It happens sometimes, <laughs> it, right? It does. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like clearly that sort of don't shoot the messenger yeah. term. What would you say, I guess, so I've learned in my experience as as you get older, you communicate differently because you've had, you have more life experiences, you've mm-hmm. learned more things about people, about yourself. So I guess, is there, do you remember like any examples of a specific time when you reacted or spoke in a certain way for a certain situation that now you would react, it would be completely different? Yeah, I think the best example for that, for me yeah is back at university um in my second year of university when i was applying to summer internships okay investment banks and i worked really hard on applications my cv making sure the sort of um online test tests i sort of killed those as well and as a result of that because i sort of prepared pretty well i got a lot of interviews lined up um, and and actually even sort of phone interviews before that as well all good no problems um, get to sort of the final stages mm. and 
Incidentally, there were sort of three of these that happened back to back in the same sort of ten day period. With three different like final stages with three different companies. Yes, okay. and, and that's going to matter later. I'll come back to it. But okay, happened sort of back to back. And yeah, in this sort of final stages of these companies, apart from interviews with people, mm. there were also group exercises with the other candidates. Okay, um, and these group exercises typically were just like. You know, they give you a case study. One of them, for example, was you're stuck on an island with all these different things. You and your sort of other sort of people that you're stranded with, you need to work out how do you survive for the next month using only these things. Mm -hmm. And the interviews are sort of observing. And they, they don't care what the sort of final output is. Yeah, but they want They're to watch observing you. Mm. how that group of candidates are sort of interacting with each other. Yeah. And this is when I'm 19, and this is the first time I'm doing anything like this. I'm taking no <laughs> advice. Yeah. I, these group exercises, I thought it was a good thing to do all the talking. Mm. I thought it was a good thing to tell someone when they were wrong. Mm. Even, like, if they were actually wrong, just, no, no, that's a terrible idea. We can't, we're, not, we're not doing that. Um, so all these different things, sort of, I came across as very sort of abrasive, aggressive, um, wanting things done my way, wanting to be the leader, yeah. making sure that comes across, for example. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, making sure I'm heard. You know, if someone needs to look at the time, say, come on, guys, hurry up. So these group exercises, yeah. I thought I was, I was killing it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I thought I was doing such a good job because yeah. I, I was like, yeah, this is definitely the right thing. That's definitely the right thing. Yep. Tell that guy he's wrong when he's wrong. Did you see that? I told him he's wrong. Um <laughs> Anyway, so I did these three interviews, these, these sort of three separate assessment days that were yeah. called sort of assessment centers. And then one by one, I got rejected. Okay. And, and I was like, okay, fair enough. Like, whatever, fine. Yeah, okay. I, I, I can deal with rejection. I wasn't the best candidate. Yeah, I guess. whatever. Yeah. It happens, right? Yeah, for sure. It's not always going to be yes. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you want to ask for feedback. Yeah. HR lady it was a HR lady the first time I got this feedback called me up and said yeah it was all very good and you know you came across really well in interviews but you're just very abrasive Naraya. straight up yeah you just came across as very very abrasive during mm. the group exercises and I was like you know I was sort of a little bit like speech I didn't know what what to say because I've never really in my life been called abrasive or aggressive. Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've always been a team player, but I, I don't know. In that setting, I just thought, oh, I need to make sure I can't, I stand out and things come along. Yeah. But that feedback came and then the other two were exactly the same. Okay. The reason for the re rejection was this group exercise. Okay. And I mean, once I get that feedback, sort of complete changes and you saw sort of, the next one that I was in, it was all about, yeah, I do think that's a good idea, but you know, maybe... How about this, mm, for example? Instead yeah. of being like, no, that's shit. Yeah. We need yeah. to do it this way. It changes to, I think that's good, but what do you think about this, for example? Yeah. Um, or making sure everyone speaks. Being the guy that says, oh, by the way, Adam hasn't said anything. Adam, what's your thoughts about this? Mm, yeah. So the, those things I, I had no idea about. Yeah. Um, so that for me is the, the best example of when you know, I maybe wasn't the best communicator in that setting, um, but definitely learned from it. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and it's true, to be honest. Um, 
in life today, I'd say 99% of the time, it's not worth it to make sure that everyone around you knows that maybe you're right and they're all wrong about something and yeah. make sure that they know it. Yeah. Um, most of the time it's like, do you know what? Ignorance is bliss for most people. Yeah. And some, for, for me as well, I say that for me. Um, so yeah, I think that's sort of like translated into my life generally. Life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just be calmer, less less aggressive, less abrasive <laughs> in group settings. Man, that's uh, I love that story. Mm. I really do because... It, and especially the timing of it, like when you were 19 university, yeah. like I'm because I had a similar kind of a similar experience. So when uh, I graduated, I, when I graduated um, from uni, I first of all, I was so like up my ass and in my head. I'm like, oh, dude, I will get a job tomorrow. Like e easy. I don't yeah. need anyone's help. Like they're going to be lining up to take me. That's that's literally how I thought. That's how fucking stupid I was. Mm. And so over the next like six months, I got a couple of interviews, whatever. I went and I'd like, it felt good. Like it felt like I had a good conversation. Like I felt leaving good. I've always felt like, oh, that was good. And it never, I never progressed. I'm mm. like, like, oh my God, I thought it was good, but whatever. I still didn't know why. In my mind, I'm still doing things right. There was just someone better than me. Mm. That's what I was thinking. Mm. And... My uncle at the time, so he's worked in sales his whole life and he's hired people, whatever. So he came over one day. He's like, let's do an interview because he interviews people. Yeah. He's like, let's do an interview and like real, for real. So we sat for like an hour, hour and a half and we did it and whatever. And I finished. And I'm like, fuck yeah, like I feel good. Like I think I did good there. Nailed it. And yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And he told me, we finished. He looked at me. He's like, if, I, if it was me, I wouldn't hire you. And like... That was such a like slap in the face, like just such a wake up call because he wasn't like he was being real with me. Yeah. You know, even he like even whatever you wouldn't hire me. So clearly there's a lot of a lot of things, you know, I'm doing wrong. A lot of things I'm saying wrong. Um, and that was a huge wake up call for me yeah. because in future interviews that I had, I learned like and it all comes down to communication. How am I presenting myself? How am I answering, you know, these type of questions? I got one question once. It was like in the final interview. He's like, um, so we're in a room. It's a CEO, uh, a senior account manager and me. He's like, and I had an interview a month before and I answered a question in a different way. Similar kind of question, but in a different way. But I'd learned a lot and I'd been reading whatever. So when he asked me that question, I'm like, She's your, you know, she's a senior account manager. You're in sales. She's in sales. Like, what are you going to do to, you know, what are you going to do to beat her? You know, she's a competition, whatever. I looked at him. I'm like, to be very honest with you, like, I don't care about her. Like, I have, I really don't care what she does, how she does. All I can do is control what I do and what I, what I can deliver. I don't care about, you know, anyone else. And he looked at me. He's like, shook his head. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, that moment for you. And like, for example, that moment with me, these wake up calls are so it, game. They're literally yeah. game changers. It's important to actually sort of take it and learn from it and sort of make sure that you don't repeat those same mistakes again. I think one thing that I mean, I never used to use this phrase before, but then you know, Gary V, oh, yeah. hero of mine, <laughs> he calls it kind candor. Yeah, like, he does. The same, yeah. That's basically what your, un your uncle did for you. He sort of very kindly was candorous with you and said, look, this is where you're fucking up. Yeah. Um, 
So I think I think it matters honest feedback like that. It's important. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I was doing some research before you came over because I was just I was thinking of what kind of questions we should ask to talk about whatever. Yeah. So uh, obviously. This is something that is known, but like I wasn't aware, like I didn't read it until recent, like mm. recently. I don't know how to put it into words. Uh, the categories of, of communication. So yeah. uh, spoken, like verbal, nonverbal, written, unwritten, for example. Mm-hmm. And it said one interesting thing that a misunderstanding can occur in any stage of a communication process. And like, that's very true, you know, yeah. given like many examples, we could come up with that. And then I started thinking about the concept of first impressions. Okay, and this is going to lead to a couple other things, but it's important. So everyone says like a first impression is like very important mm-hmm. with anyone, with anything, with any time. Like yeah. you, your first impression of that person. Do you believe, let's say I have an impression of you that I don't like first mm-hmm. time I met you. Do you believe that can be changed? And if it, let's say if it does change, Let's say you were different and time has gone on because I can think of some people like, okay, you're not what I thought you were, yeah. but I still have that, that like first that impression. first impression. You know yeah. what I mean? What do you think? Yeah, I think it can change actually. Um, but for me, what it would come down to, for example, if I have a very negative impression of someone, yeah. and it's happened loads of times. Yeah. Um, if it was up to me, I just wouldn't see that person again. Sure. Yeah, like that first impression is enough for me. It's like there's no harm, no foul. I don't need. I don't need to sort of invest my time in that person. Sure. However, it can happen. Maybe you've got the same friends. Yeah. So irrelevant of what you want to do, you sort of keep crossing paths. Yeah. You're cordial. Eventually, yeah. you start to think, "Hold oh, on, this friend who I sort of respect and love, and really think you know, good judge of character." Likes this person I didn't like. Mm. It's got to be a reason for that. Okay. So then you maybe sort of give it a chance and you're more, more open-minded. And I think eventually you can sort of see that first impression um, that maybe, I don't know, maybe that person was drunk. That yeah. You met them. Yeah. When you meet someone drunk and that's the first time you met them, easily that can happen. Yeah, very easily, for sure. Um, because that's really one of my very, very good friends today. The first time I met him, I hated him. Yeah, yeah, like, it. it can happen. It was at a brunch in New York. Yeah, um, and he was just this. La- he's he's an, he's an American Armenian, so he just came across as this really oh, loud really? No way. Okay. guy, like <laughs> in New York. Yeah, yeah, brunch, drunk, obviously. Yeah, and he was on the other side of the day, and I just kept on hearing him. I was just like, God, I'm so happy. I'm never going to see that guy <laughs> ever again. <laughs> but he he was good friends with mutual friends of mine yeah so then there was another occasion where i saw him again and then you know slowly slowly my not slowly actually very quickly my opinion changed yeah um and today is one of my best friends yeah um but yeah I, I can definitely see first impressions being sort of terminal or critical yeah never gonna see that person again or blah yeah even even if they if you change your mind you still remember that time where you know I don't know, maybe they couldn't handle themselves when they were drunk. Yeah, and for sure. You, and some people like can't handle that. Oh my God, I saw him doing this. Yeah. Um, or, I don't know, you saw him being very sort of rude to a waiter at a restaurant. Sure, yeah, yeah. And you're like, mm. fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, if you if that's how he talks to people. But, you know, it can be sort of unique or it might not be and you just always sort of take a mental note of that. I think that, 
that is true as well for me. Yeah. Um, there's some people today, you know, I consider them friends, um, but because of some historic events, yeah, I sort of have a guard up. Yeah. When it comes to certain things. Yeah. And that's important as well. Hundred um, percent. Because if you know a certain person is capable of something, mm. um, even if you like that person, is that that first impression maybe, or even like fifth impression, maybe it happened later. Yeah. Um, I think it's just as impactful. Um, yeah. I think um, <clears throat> I think you made a very good point that like I think we can both agree it can change, and based on what you were saying, that sometimes it can change completely, and sometimes, like you just said, you can be you can be you know you're a friend but there's obviously there's levels of friendship and there's things i will might i won't share with you that i will share with like a closer friend yeah. and someone so yeah. it makes sense sometimes what's happened to me over like my life and it still happens sometimes is you get an impression of someone like a first impression hmm. i'm focusing on negatives because it can also go the other way you can have yeah. a positive and then they can turn out to be a dickhead like yeah. it can happen this yeah, is yeah, yeah. we're not saying but it's naturally we tend to think of the negative one first so i have a negative impression of you and just like you said you're still in my life in some way you're not close but you're still around there you know what i mean so i'm gonna see you like off like i'm gonna see you more than once Mm. and sometimes what's happened is because there's been more events because like i've seen you more and you haven't really done anything like wrong my perception of you starts to change and then i start thinking i'm like why did I, th- I feel like an asshole, you know, it's between like me and myself, like bro, Khaled, like what the fuck, like why yeah. did you think that, you know what I mean? And this moves us on to the next part of the, this whole first impression thing, the layer under that is gut feeling. Hmm. Sometimes, you talk, and you mentioned this earlier, we talk about like intuition, we all have intuition. Sometimes you can meet someone, they could do absolutely nothing wrong yeah. or nothing but you right, don't like them. but you yeah. don't like them. And it's a gut feeling. The question is like... I think it's those other what, things. So, okay, That tell we me. spoke about at the beginning. You sort of see how that person dresses, for example. And you sort of see maybe even just the way they speak. It's not mm. even actually what they're saying. But, but all these things. Are, and, and maybe you know what their job is. Um, and you don't like that about that person. Yeah. And, you know, when I was an investment banker... People that I'd never even met would be like, oh, banker wanker. All uh, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, not everyone like investment bankers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really common. Um, I can sort of have a very, very positive view about someone as well um, without having sort of ever met them. And then I meet them, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Like, how did I ever think that? Mm. Like, but, like, yeah, I think someone can do nothing wrong to you. Yeah. But you, you hate them. You hate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's true. because of the that's other true. forms of communication. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, someone, again, like NFTs, for example. Mm. I love VFriends. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk's um, NFT project. Before someone even does anything, if I know that they own a VFriend, cool. straight away, I'm yeah. like, I-, I can vibe with that guy. Yeah. Like, there's a reason he's got the VFriend. Yeah can also work the other way mm. i don't know he, he or she has invested in a project that i hate yeah for whatever reason yep i'm like god if, he, if that person's buying that project yeah no respect for that guy mm-hmm. 
done nothing wrong to me. Yeah. But these are the things. That, so like, whether it's sort of virtual goods or physical goods or like just even your mannerisms or, oh, he's friends with that guy even. Like, you know something about that yeah. person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I think it happens all the time, every day. Yeah, for sure. And on the con, like, do you think, because, and this, this, the concept of gut feeling comes up a lot. This is where you hear it the most in relationships. Yeah. You will be, you'll be dating a girl, a girl's dating a guy. You're dating for a while. From the beginning, you had like this gut feeling about it. Something, something's mm. off. But you continued with it. And then you keep going, you keep going, time goes on, whatever, you're in a relationship. And then you break up. Mm. And all this, I've heard this 10 million times. You break up and they, everyone says like, I knew it. You know, I felt it. You know, I had that gut feeling at yeah. the beginning, but I, didn't, but, but I didn't trust it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you think we should always trust it? If you're not going to trust it, then you need to confront it. Confront I, it? Yeah. I, I mean, if you've got this feeling for whatever it is, you've got to be transparent about it. Mm. And communicate. That's, what I mean. That's where communication is such a sort of important part of a relationship. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to confront it. That's yeah. why it's so hard in relationships, I think, communicating. Because there might be something that you don't like about that person and you're just too scared to bring it up. Mm. And then that sort of just bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and eventually expo- explodes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's important um, that whenever you have that sort of feeling in your gut, that sort of instinct, either you sort of trust it, like you said, like, why don't I just trust it straight away instead of sort of letting it linger? Or you confront it. Uh, when you say confront, the interesting thing when you say, con- okay, because this is how I think about it. When you said confront it, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. What do you mean by that? Gut, and then let's use this relationship example. I started dating this girl. From the beginning, I had a gut feeling about her. Okay, I don't know what that feeling is. I don't know yeah. what it is, right? So when you say confront it, the way I understood it was, it's a confrontation with like myself. You know, it's like me and Mike, it's between like Khaled's brain and Khaled's gut. And we have yeah. to like have a conversation like, okay, yeah, why are you feeling yeah. this way? Like, what the fuck's going on? You yeah. know, that's how I if see it. If you don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's but, what I'm talking about. But then there's that next stage of, if you know what it is and you're just ignoring it, mm. it's your gut feeling. It might not be true. True, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. So you confront it with that person. You're like, by the way, look, there's this thing that's like making me feel uncomfortable. And I just want to bring it up and I want us to talk about it. Yeah. And it's as easy as that. Yeah. And then it turns into something really positive. Yeah. Because that gut feeling is gone. Yeah, yeah. That like stress or ball or whatever. Yeah. It turns into <clears throat> something even more positive where like, do you know what? You realize that there's sort of this massive, massive, massive misalignment <clears throat> and you just don't, and you see completely differently. You don't see eye to eye, but you've not sort of wasted, you know, sometimes years, people. Yeah. Yeah, ignoring do. that gut feeling <clears throat> sort of going through the motions for no reason yeah um, but yeah the only other thing that I wanted to mention as well because yeah, yeah. coming back to the sort of first impressions point mm. was stereotypes stereotypes I think before you even meet someone this come back to the point why you might like them why not like them I think it comes down to stereotypes I think that's something that like if people don't admit it that stereotypes exist. Yeah. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. Um, because it does in society today. I think it's more prevalent in other countries than some other countries, but everywhere. 
it exists. Yeah. And that straight away, before you meet someone, gives you an impression of that person. Stereotypes. I think True. I yeah. mean that is the sort of for me anyway, the best example of where someone can do no wrong to you. Um and because you have this sort of stereotypical view, um it leads to sort of a very negative um, I don't know path of that person for you, and yeah. the other way around as well. Yeah, like yeah, I said yeah. the V friends examples. Exactly. Yeah. No. But yeah. Stereotypes. I think that's another sort of. That is a thing. fan. That's a fantastic point yeah. because when you said it, I'm like, yeah, I get him because I've had situations where I meet someone I don't like them. I'm a, I've put like put them in a certain stereotype like oh yeah. this is put them in that box in that box and they've done anything exactly and people in this box are typically like this they typically think this they typically talk like this spend like this whatever the case might yeah. be right and that oh this conversation is fantastic because you're just putting me on to like my next question it's yeah. perfect so this comes on to the next point which is basically what we've been talking about uh stereotypes is a great point because now it brings up the concept of judgment hmm. we are the like it's almost you know when people this is what pisses me off sometimes we'll be having a conversation let's say there's someone we don't like you know mm. um and this and i'll say this so i don't sound like an asshole but it's your it's bullshit because what you're about to say is judgment mm. be like i don't judge <laughs> but you're gonna then you say your fucking judgment i'm yeah. like no if you it's weren't the line, it's the best line because i'm like if you weren't judging, why would you say that? Yeah. Does a crazy person say like, I'm not crazy? No, they don't. Mm. And, and you're fucking crazy because you're going to judge them. So the question I have is, I guess, why it's, it's, in, it's instinctive. Like we don't even control it. And it takes a lot of thinking and work and time, even in real time for you to like, not f- like, it's like a thought that comes. Like, let's say a thought, this is a judgment yeah. thought that's come up. And it's very hard for you not to get, like, pulled, you know, pulled away Most by Most of the time, it. you can't help it. Yeah, and, and, and I just don't know why. You don't even realize you're doing it. That's that, the problem. That, yeah, there you go. Um, so that's what I mean. I, I think that comes down to just self-awareness. Yeah. If you're able to recognize certain things about yourself that you know, that you do, Yeah. you know, isolated, I, away from the event. But... The more you realize that, oh, you do do that, yeah, then maybe you sort of next time it happens, you can sort of maybe think about it. But I think that's what I mean. You have to sort of be accountable to that. Accountable. Um, yeah, I think if, for example, I don't know, um, growing up, actually, this is a good example. Growing up, I never really had many friends who were girls. Okay. In fact, I think I've got more friends who are girls in Dubai. Uh, than in the UK, for example. Okay. And that maybe was just sort of a subconscious thing in my head was like, you know, well, I'd, and that's what I mean. It doesn't even think about it, but like, I prefer to be friends with boys. Yeah. With my boys. Like, that's yeah, where yeah. I want to go. Like, it's very stereotypical to say this stuff, for example, yeah. but oh, girls like to gossip, for example. Everyone sure. says yeah. that thing. Or girls are a little bit more, I don't know, hold grudges. That's yeah. another sort of stereotypical view. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I believe in these things, but yeah. maybe growing up, it was these things that... Like subconsciously. Subconsciously, you thought I thought, I don't want to be friends with these girls, for example. Mm. Yeah. Without even sort of thinking. Yeah. And maybe back then as well, in my head, I only wanted to have a certain type of relationship with girls as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, not friendships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And that really has changed quite a lot since I've been in Dubai. Um, and I can sort of admit that. And I can, looking back on it, I can recognize maybe it was because of this or because of that. But you're not, you're not consciously doing these things a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but I think the key is, is recognizing it being accountable to it and then if if you have that sort of self-awareness then maybe you can change it yeah um like i said here i've got loads of friends who are girls yeah um i don't have that issue yeah i didn't think it was an issue back then but i can count on one hand the amount of like close girlfriends yeah 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 back in london for example exactly yeah i think something that has I think throughout our whole conversation today, I think the the like the foundation of everything and everything we've talked about <clears throat> is self awareness, yeah. and everyone is. This is what bothers me sometimes. Okay, <clears throat> I don't care if I sound like oh, I'm very like so, so aware, but no, I I have blind spots too. Like a week ago, I found out things about myself that yeah. I had a. So it's a good story. I had a coaching session uh, with a previous client of mine. She's like, I need to do a co- coaching session for my course. It's free. Shout out, Lorna. Um, let's, are you down to do it? I'm like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. I've never had a coaching session. Yeah. And in that session, I learned things that I knew, but the it's like if you have like two magnets, okay? And they're like here. They're like, guys, for people who can't, okay, you can see if you can see. <laughs> And they're like here. So like I was aware of some, some I was aware. I'm like, yeah, I see them. I see these two thoughts, these two things. But after that session, some things I never even knew like linked Mm -hmm. and it became like so clear. And what bothers me sometimes is like, I know I have blind spots. We all do. I consider myself personally to be quite self-aware. Yeah. And when you're self-aware, I sometimes people do things, react or like say things or whatever. And you can, because you've done a lot of work to like, you can like logically go through the steps. Okay, someone said this, this is how I acted. Why did it like, you have like that process. You can see someone doing something, but they're like, they have no idea. Like they're oblivious. Exactly. You know, and it frustrates me sometimes because I'm like, if you just knew, like, if you could see the things that I can see, this would be, I think this would be better. I don't know. What do you think? But well, I think it's important not to be frustrated by that. That's the thing. Yeah. Again, this this isn't like me trying to put myself on a pedestal. No, yeah, you, that's, that's not like, the point of it. I, I, I completely get what you're saying. You're, you're in situations sometimes where you can see something's about to play out. And again, it comes down to communicating when you don't even realize you're communicating yeah. something to someone else. Yeah, Someone can be, you know, you know, talking really pretentiously, for example, and making someone feel really un- uncomfortable and they don't even see it. You see it. Now, it's down to you whether to intervene or not and how you intervene also matters yeah i i do do you just want to intervene sort of help the person that's feeling uncomfortable take them away from that situation yeah maybe the person that's making that person feel uncomfortable is your friend yeah you want to take that person away from the situation and tell them by the way bro this 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 yeah sometimes you don't care so you won't even tell them that um but yeah it's recognizing that you know what this person can't help it mm. and if it bothers you that much then that person's not in your life anymore yeah um so yeah that that self-awareness i think is key to everything yeah i completely agree with you. everything that when it comes down to communication um that self-awareness will 
even just awareness yeah um matters a lot yeah you could be communicating something that you don't without even realizing it if you're not self-aware yeah 100 percent. and i i love the way you described it that you might be able to see like you can see a situation that might play out you can see it and so for you it's like it's almost like this doesn't need to happen so i want to say like i want to do something because otherwise it's going to happen you know what yeah. i mean you're just trying to what's the word avoid like a negative situation yeah. or avoid a problem you know or you know yeah, those people exactly yeah so and again and it's not even that you should get angry at that person for doing it because you mm. know this is a big thing for me actually yeah um it comes down to expectation as well expectation um I know up, who Khalid is. You brought up a big topic now. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> but I know who Khalid is. Sure. So when you when Khalid does stuff that isn't to my expectations, yeah, that's when maybe I might get a bit annoyed. Yeah. But if he's doing something that, like, do you know what is really I don't know that makes me that would make me angry in a typical situation. But yeah. actually, I have no expectations of Khalid. I don't yeah. know who Khalid is. Yeah. Then you shouldn't be angry at that person. Mm. Because you don't know. Yeah. Maybe that person's just always like that. Yeah. Whereas, I guess, my brothers, for example, I have really high expectations of my brothers. Of course, yeah. So I treat them a lot more harshly than, say, one of my friends. Yeah. And that can come across as sort of a little bit bad sometimes. Yeah. Because my, my youngest brother like, why, why, why are you saying this to me? Or why are you being so rude to me? Or whatever. You don't ever say these things to other people. Mm. It's because of, ex- because of expectations. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another big thing for me. Where when I go to a restaurant, the only the only <laughs> time I will complain about food is if I if I know that this food shouldn't be like that. For yeah. Example. Exactly. Yeah, I get you. Okay. It's the same thing with people. Mm-hmm. You can't. You shouldn't. You should never get angry at someone or waste that sort of emotional energy on someone. Yeah. Unless sort of it's out of the ordinary. If it's expected, you know that that guy's going to start a fight. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Why are you getting angry at him? That's the person. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, so yeah, expectation I think is another one. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a very important one that we like we didn't touch on. Um, and I think, it, I think I agree with your outlook on it. It makes sense that, you know, like if it, I think... If you don't know the person, I have no expectation of you. Mm-hmm. I don't know you, so no matter I'm not how get you, angry at you, no matter how you react, well, whatever, it's not worth. Or like, yeah. why should why should I? I don't know you, but the good point, the important point that you said is, if I do know you, and you're acting out of character or in a certain way, then I have, I know the right. But then it makes more sense for me to be angry yeah. or frustrated and talk and what back. you communicate. Yeah, com- yeah exactly. Coming back to the sort of communication point. Yeah, that's another thing. I. You know, you're saying different people, you will communicate different things. Yeah. I think expectation comes down and comes down to that as well. I, if, if you, if you, if you have sort of zero expectations, of that p- person, you won't communicate the same things as someone that you have high expectations for. True. Yeah, um, no, so yeah, absolutely. And this leads us on to the last, you know, the, the, the closing of our fantastic discussion today. It's yes. been so much fun. Um, two things. One thing I always have said is, and this is like, you always, you know how people like to say, I'm so like open-minded. Mm. I'm like so open-minded. Like mm. everything's cool, whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
I always say I'm like, you're only as open-minded until it's closed. Yeah. So until yeah, yeah I'm so open-minded. Whatever. Once I hit or like I trigger those things that you have no compromise on, I'm sorry, you are not open-minded yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? So, I, but but you want to but but you want to be open-minded. So it's like how do you? It's and it's that balance. It's between you and yourself and your perspectives on life or everything. How do you take in new information that maybe contradicts the beliefs you might have or whatever and try to like they don't necessarily have to change but you know you have to like ba- like you, yeah. you have to think about them you have to learn about them yeah i think i have a pretty strong view about this as well actually okay um it's good to be open-minded but you eventually get to you know a point in your life where you know what you like for mm. example yeah you know what you don't like yeah um so sometimes being open-minded when when you already know from past experiences this is what I mean so it's important that you ha- you have as many sort of life experiences yeah as you can it's a waste of your time it's not worth being open-minded in that situation like for me for example I'm the sort of person that will find a restaurant that I like <laughs> okay and typically I'll always just go to that restaurant mm. and by the way, I'm also going to order the same thing at the restaurant. <laughs> okay, sometimes, you know, I'll be open-minded. But like, I know what I like. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why, why, you know, there's loads of things. Why fix something when it's not broken? broken or yeah. Why change the winning formula? Um, but where, where it is very important to be open-minded, because this is what I mean. I'm like this now, but it's not necessarily I was like this 10 years ago. Sure, yeah, of course. Um, same with relationships. I was back then, sort of when I was... 16, 17, 18, until like 28, really. Never really had a proper relationship. And that was sort of me actively not wanting to have one. Mm. I I thought it was important that I always had an open mind, for example, about everything. Mm. I thought you can't do that growing up with a girlfriend, mm. for example. Sure. Um, same thing when you're trying food. You should be open-minded. Yeah. But once you try something and you don't like it, but, yeah, my don't mind- force that person <laughs> to eating that food. They've made, they've been, if they haven't been open-minded once upon a time, fine. But yeah. it's important for people to recognize that eventually there comes a time where person knows what they like yeah. and what they don't like. Yeah. And when you've sort of had enough experiences to develop that understanding about yourself, you have to pick and choose when to be open-minded, in my opinion. Ah, uh, I like um, that. I like because that. Because otherwise you'll be wasting a lot of time. Yeah. And that's another big thing. Your time is sort of the most sort of precious um, commodity that you have. We're not getting it back. Yeah, it's right? finite. Um, there's no repeats. No repeats, that's true. At least we'll have this podcast to remember. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, your time is precious. So yeah, yeah. be selective yeah. when you're being open-minded. I, bro, I love what you said, how you're like, you, you can, being open-minded in certain things, in certain situations, yeah. you have to pick and choose because the, the, like the challenge or the thing that I think about is, and we're taking open-mindedness and now I'm bringing it more, not just on things I like and don't like. Yeah to like core beliefs yeah you know like my values how i see you know family how i see whatever religion money like like my like the core values my identity you know and nowadays bro you just there's so many different like 
things you hear and read, it doesn't nec- um and it doesn't change my beliefs, but it does make me maybe develop a new perspective. Becomes, like yeah, yeah be- I haven't I haven't thought about it yeah. in that way. You know it what I mean? It becomes a maybe instead of a no. Uh, perfect. Word. I think that's important as well. But yeah. I, NFTs for me. I, I know I keep on mentioning NFTs. It's a good example. Yeah, it's the best example of um, so many people when it comes to sort of this asset class, mm. if you like, are very close-minded. Mm. In my opinion, ninety percent of my friends, the moment I mention NFTs, will be like, a waste of time, not doing it. Yeah, that's what I mean. So open-mindedness also comes down to you know the way you've invested in your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure can be a generational thing or whatever um you know 20 years ago people were uncomfortable sort of using their credit card online it's not yeah. the case anymore so i think again things change and you know that open mind is eventually sometimes you're forced to sort of adopt something that maybe yeah. you have a very close mind about but true i think it's important when, whether it's nfts or or food or people <laughs> um when it's something new I you have no opinion of you have no experience of yeah it's better to always be like maybe yeah instead of no, no. straight away yeah 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 um, I used to do that when I was for example in investment banking where my time so much taken up by yeah. the job <laughs> yeah it was just always no to everything else yeah you know I have look a back on that and think okay fine I did that for five six years or whatever it was but I can recognize what I lost out on as well. Yeah, it it was never a maybe. Yeah, someone would ask me, "Oh, what do you think about Bitcoin?" You know, five years ago, which if I said maybe back then, mm. would have been a very very nice maybe, um, <laughs> fruitful maybe. Yeah. Um, so I've I've learned my lesson there as well. I yeah. think it's always important to when it's something you you have no um, education on or no experience on it's good to have that maybe attitude yeah but again selective open-mindedness yeah selective open-mindedness I, I really like that and i like what you i love what you said about how if you don't know something like if it's something new and i think the nfts example is great because we're living it right now yeah, we're seeing it relevant. we're having these kind yeah. of conversations um don't just put a no go at it with like because if you go at it with a maybe mindset it's a curious mindset you yeah. know i want to learn i'm like i don't know what this is let me find out more and then I'll decide like how I feel. Yeah. And this moves us on to our last few questions. I have this and, and two more. Okay. Um, and this is one that um, it's an interesting one. I, I think about a lot. I have a, okay. I have a definition for it. Or what I think I'm curious. I want to hear what you think first. If I asked you, Magnaz, how would you define maturity or someone who's mature? What would you say? It's, a, I mean, for for me, yeah, a lot of examples in my head come up straight away okay. where you know someone may have thought I was very immature, <laughs> whereas sure. yeah. in my opinion I was being mature. Yeah. Um, so when you ask that question, that's sort of <laughs> triggered what's happening in my mind. Um, I think it depends on the. It's again, it comes down to the environment as well. It's incredible how many people I know are so mature in a workplace, but so immature, um, I don't know, on a night out socially. Okay. Um, so if I really wanted to define it, I think it's consistency. I, 
if you're able to sort of draw upon your sort of full life experiences and you're sort of making future decisions consistently in line with your character, I think there's a level of maturity in that. I, not everyone has to be the same. Okay. So that, you know what, if someone's going to party every night for the rest of their life, I'm not going to call them mature. It's, it's a living for some people. Mm. Yeah. Um, you can see on social media, influencers, they literally make an income from going out every night. Yeah. And on, on the face of it, a lot of people are like, oh, that person's so immature. Mm. But actually, if this is consistently what they're doing, there's a reason for that. Um, it's, it's their livelihood. Mm. Um, so, I, I don't know. This is, this is, by the way, me just sort of yeah, yeah, thinking yeah. out loud. Oh, yeah, I know. Because I've never really thought about this question. But yeah. I think consistency is a sign of maturity. Because that really, for me, is showing that that person... Um, is being true to their own character, whatever that character is. Mm. So they've taken that mature decision to stay true to that. Yeah. And they're going to do this. Whether right or wrong. Whether right or wrong. This is what I mean. Um, wrong for someone can be right for someone else. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, that, that's what I, I'm not saying criminal activity. If they do that consistently yeah, every day, yeah. <laughs> um, exactly, it's a sign yeah. of maturity. Yeah. Um, but I just think that's such a sort of powerful trait in someone um, if they're sort of consistently able to handle themselves in all sorts of different minds and they're the same person no matter what um, there's a sign of maturity there um, obviously responsibility I think yeah of course um, having that level of trust I think trust is another really big sign of someone sort of being mature Tr I, trusting like being a trusting person or trusting you trusting yourself yeah, no actually no i think being trustworthy i guess being tr okay trustworthy. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 um i don't think people trust you if if they don't think you know you're mature um respect as well how i sort of handle myself with you or how you handle yourself with me i think it's a sort of sign of mature and again the other big thing is adapting to the different environments yeah, as well yeah where okay there is this consistency this underlying character but you can recognize that maybe you need to speak like this yeah yeah and you know in a different environment yeah you can sort of be a bit more relaxed and yeah you know whether it's on a football pitch for example and be like oh, oh yeah, lads, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah you're not gonna say that so i think recognizing those but yeah there is a consistency i don't know yeah I have never actually thought of consistency when in my definition of like yeah. what I thought. Yeah, I'll be interested to know actually what you think. Um, because when you're saying consistency, I'm like, and then we talked about right or wrong case, not that. Then you talked about uh, responsibility, which obviously mm. is very important. Uh, respect, huge one. And another one that I like wouldn't have thought of is trust. I wouldn't, I, I would, that would have never came to my mind. Yeah. And I think you made a good, like everything we're talking about, it's, this is the problem sometimes I think. So let's say we go on your definition. A mature person is responsible, trustworthy, um, consistent, con con consistent, and I, f I can't remember what the last one was. That's those four things. But yeah. like you said, different. Like they're like I like to look at those as like their areas. Okay, yeah. let's think of it like let's think it's a park. Yeah. There's responsibility area. There's that area. So they're not like fixed. No, it's 
like the core is there, but the whole, the rest is fluid. You know what I mean? Like you said, like if you're on a football pitch, you're not going to be like, hello, everyone. Nice yes, to meet you. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just have a good game, lads. Like you're not going to talk like that. Yeah. You're going to be like, fuck it, let's go, whatever. Yeah. So it's fluid. For me, when it comes to maturity, everything you said, I agree with everything you said, but yeah. the core thing for me, in my mind, is emotional control. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's something that we've not really touched upon at all. Yeah, and that was why I was leaving. Yeah. Emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence and emotional control. Because, and it, kind, and it fits into what you're talking about. You said something, to be able to handle yourself in whatever situation. Yeah. To, to be able to do that in many different situations, you need a level of emotional control. And that's a level of maturity because it will dictate how you act and how yeah. you react. Yeah. Um, but obviously, as we all know, emotions are if emotional intelligence and like dealing with your emotions is probably is the hardest thing to do because it's a twenty four seven job. Yeah. You know, it's emotion it's the most versus mind thing to judge. Exactly, well. that's why. Exactly, so and the most difficult thing to not only be aware of, but to like deal with, mm. to like feel it and not be like like go away, go away, go away. Let me like change, say yeah. something to make me feel better or whatever. So that's what I think. Um, I think emotions are, and it kind of plays into all everything we've talked about today. Yes. Behind everything is self awareness and yeah, those emotional soft control. skills. E- exactly. Are, yeah, I agree. They are all under the umbrella of emotional control and intelligence. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, it's just that's the hardest probably thing to do. And you never stop learning about that. Yeah. You never stop. You know, like once, like what I felt about something maybe a year ago, how I feel about it now is completely different, mm. you know, because of life, because of your experiences. Mm. Um, but I do agree with everything you said. I think though, like it just fits all those things kind of fit together. And that's what makes maturity. Yeah. Man, damn. So, bro, my mind's like so many things yeah, are like popping so up much, in this conversation. It? It's fucking sick. Deep. Um, Naz, I just got two more questions for you. These are questions if you listen to the podcast, I've yes. asked all my guests. Number one, looking back either professionally, personally, whatever, whatever. if I ask you the question, what are you most proud of? What comes to mind? What would you say? I, I mean, straight away, I know this is a bit of a cliche, but I am most proud of like my family's bond. Family's bond? Yeah. When, when I mean, so I'm, it's three brothers and my parents. So I'm talking about my direct family. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really proud that we've got like a very sort of strong and positive relationship. Mm. Um, and that's what I want in the future for when I have my own sort of family one day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it's very easy for me to say that. That's literally the first thing that pops in my mind. I'm proud of my parents. I'm proud of my brothers. Yeah. I'm proud of our family. Um, but I guess just taking that aside, there's lo- there's loads of little moments. Mm. Um, that I'm definitely proud of. Yeah. But for me, it's more that throughout my life, my character has always been: um, if if something isn't making you happy, then it's up to you to change it. Yeah. Um, and I and and I don't sort of just wait and sit around for something else or someone else to change it. Yeah. I sort of get take action. Yeah. Same way. I decided investment banking wasn't for me after sort of six years. It wasn't that I was unhappy for six years. It was sort of, there's just like this one month period really where I was like, look, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Um, and that, I'm proud of that. I've, I've sort of lived 
in my opinion, a very lucky and happy life because of um, decisions like that. So I'm proud that I've sort of pushed myself to always make decisions like that. Yeah. And I I always encourage that to people. I think the process matters more than the sort of the final destination. destination. Yeah. Final destination can be whatever it is. Yeah. I know it's the journey. Everyone says it's the journey. It's not the final. But if that process isn't making you happy, um, again, there's no repeats. Yeah. Um, in this life, um, time is the most sort of precious thing. Um, so make sure that whatever you're doing day to day, whoever you're spending it with, um, that you're happy. And so, yeah, I'm I'm proud that the moment that I don't feel happy, I sort of change that. Change that, yeah. yeah. That um, a lot of people. It's interesting. A, a lot, like a lot of people, when I've asked them this question on the podcast, so many people have. Um, talked about family mm. he's like people say like my kids yeah you're my daughters my son you know whatever yeah. and i guess since we are not parents yeah i hope not um <laughs> you know of <laughs> not yet <laughs> uh it's it's uh, like i can i get like i get it but i don't have that like feeling you know i can't mm. because i haven't experienced it so i can't like really understand that but when you talked about the family bond you have, like, for example, I've seen it, you know, I've lived it, yeah. you know, your dad's giving me vodka shots at nine in the morning. <laughs> I will never, ever forget that, bro. You have no idea. Yeah. Um, and when I, listening to that and I reflect on, like, my family and, like, our dynamic and stuff and we, what I re- what I like nowadays is when, when you're growing up, your parents is like, that's mom, that's dad. Yeah. But now we're older. I look at them as, like, people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like part of the crew. Yeah, yeah. Like this is oh, like oh, mom. Yes, she's my mom, but she's like this. She yeah. reacts, like, or my dad, similar kind of thing. So I really I resonate with that a lot. Yeah. Um, and what you said about change, like if you're not happy, you know, change it. I like I really like what you said. There's no repeats. Yeah. I, I love that. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna keep that uh, in mind. Mm-hmm. And making those changes, man, is it's not always the easiest thing to do. It's not, you know, we can say that, but there's a lot behind those statements and yeah. what you and yeah, doing, it shouldn't doing be those easy. things. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, whenever I'm saying any of this, I agree. It's not easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, when we speak, we just speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, for my last question, Nas, what is the message you'd like everyone to take home with them today? Um, what is the final message? I think, I think, uh, repeating what I said earlier, I think it's important to have this sort of maybe attitude. Okay. Um, be selectively open-minded. I think this is sort of like, for me, I, I've never ever said that line before mm. in my life. Yeah. But after having had this conversation, if there's anything that, thinking about it, um, that I want sort of people to take from this conversation is yeah. be selectively open-minded. Like I said, your time is precious. Um, make sure that whatever you're doing makes you happy. You, yeah. As long as you, you sort of been on that journey to, to to find out what those things are, yeah, be selectively open minded. Be selectively open minded. That's something uh, I haven't heard of before either. And listening to it, it, I really resonate with it a lot. I like I really get like what you're talking about. Uh, I think that's an awesome message to round off this fantastic conversation, man. This has been so much fun. See this. This kind Time of conversation flies, isn't it? It just does, but but these kind of conversations are the ones that I I realize I want to start having more of because when we're talking about a topic, like 
I enjoy it because I am learning and yeah. but these kind of like bigger topics that open up so many like we went through 10 million doors yeah, today yeah, you know exactly. what I mean this is start of communication but it definitely wasn't just about that exactly you know but we ended like here so mm. uh, I want to say thank you so much man for coming on the show and for your time and for being help ha- being a it. good guest and having this awesome conversation with me man i really appreciate it um yeah man thank you so much yeah hope it helps we hope it helps guys we hope it helps guys as always thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it and as always hope it helps peace